This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, September 9th, or Monday, September 10th. This is probably when you're listening to it, but it's actually Saturday, September 7th. Ked and Hal are here. It's Friday night. We're hanging out. We're podcasting, dude. I just uh, watched the Traverse Tournament with my dad, streamed it on our Apple TV. It was the worst fucking shit show ever. Uh, I've seen better broadcasted high school hockey games, but that's what I'm doing right now. Hal, how's it going, buddy? It's nice, man. Everything's good. Hockey's getting going. Feeling good. All right, good, man. We had a rough day. We'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, let's kind of just hop right into it. What we're going to do, we're going to do NHL in the news. Then we're going to preview the Metro Division this week. Preview the Atlanta Division the week after that. And then I think one podcast will do the entire Western one. Does that sound good? Yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. You know, I think the East. I live on the East Coast, so I mean a little more East Coast love. No, no offense, to, you know Seth out there in Arizona. We got LA Kings fan out there too. LA Kings uh, fan. Maybe, dude. Maybe we get maybe we get some West Coast fans on for the West Coast edition. Yeah, maybe, maybe we could. Oh, that'd be kind of sick. We could do something like that. But once we're done with the preview, then we're gonna move on. Patty B has a question for us. Uh, do our heroes and zeros and our three stars of the week. So, without further ado, let's hop right into it. NHL in the news. Let's go. All right, NHL in the news time. Hopping right into it. Uh, first story: Brent Burns has a zoo. He bought a ranch in Texas where he's taking like all these species of uh, of animals, and he literally just fucking has a zoo. I, th- I think I remember watching a video like last year, or the year before that. He's a big snake guy and like owns like rooms of snakes. But he took it to a whole new level. Now he now he has a ranch. Uh, the San Jose Sharks posted on Twitter. One of our bloggers blogged it. The president of the Shark liked the blog, quoted it out, said lots of love going towards Burns. Me, being the, being the captain of this ship, I was pretty excited about this. But in the back of my mind, I knew that you weren't going to be too enthused the fact that. Because I know, I know you're not a Burns guy. So what, what do you have on all this? Yeah, I just... The hypocrisy is fucking crazy. So, so this is something that you've touched on in, in another aspect of your life, but... You see a guy walking down the street with a fucking snake around his neck, and you think that guy's a fucking weirdo. But for some reason, what Brett Burns has all these fucking reptiles crawling around his house and shit, it's cool. 
I don't care what you say. I don't care if he has a sick beard and he's an unbelievable athlete. If you put me in a room with 30 people and Brett Burns was in there, that was the last person I'd want to talk to. I am all out on I'm all out on the zoo. All right, so I think you, I think it's hard for me to argue against that because you know I'm a, I fucking hate snakes. My only argument with that is if I saw Brent Burns walking down the street with a snake and I knew it was Brent Burns and he had the sick beard and like a sleeve tattoo and I was like, that's a professional hockey player, I think I'd be more all right with that than some fucking kid who lives in his mom's basement and plays World of Warcraft walking downtown with a snake. Oh, people don't even know the story. I was walking downtown, our hometown, the other day, and some dude was carrying a nine-foot bow constrictor around his neck like a fucking asshole. And I wasn't too pleased about it. I told Hal about it. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's Brent Burns. He's an NHL player. Like, if you watch the, if you watch the video, he actually seems like a pretty fucking cool guy. I, I would hang out with him. as long. I'm not a snake guy. I wouldn't want the snake to be there. But I think, I don't know. I feel like you're just judging him. You just hate him to hate him. He has... He, he was a when he was a rookie he had fucking frosted tips and now he's the jungle man. You're telling like, me that Ked hasn't gone through fucking stages in his life? He just loves attention. I do so, too, dude. Maybe that's why I love him. Probably. Look at that. We just fucking connected dots. Bam. All right, what's next, dude? All right, next. This I'll is start. I'm feeling good. This is fucking. This is such a dumb thing. I don't even know why I put it on there. Uh, Charlie McAvoy said that two older people approached him after yesterday's Winter Classic presser and said, to hear you say you grew up watching the Winter Classic really fucked me up. So Charlie McAvoy fucked up two old guys, but he said he grew up watching the Winter Classic. I don't know why I put this on here. Uh, I think one of the guys who it was was Dan Rosen, and he tried to be like clever and tweet about it. He's like, one of those old guys was me. <laughs> don't really fucking care. Uh, it is, I mean does make me feel a little bit old that, like, some of the guys in the league grew up watching the Winter Classic, and the first one, what was it? It was Crosby and Buffalo, right? Yeah. I mean, I, we're, we're getting a little old. I know I know that I know that people say, like, um, every time there's a Winter Classic, every guy has the same quotes. Like, I, dream, I, played, I played outside growing up, and I've always dreamed of this. I don't know. Like, do, do you think that 10-year-old kids really do dream of playing in the Winter Classic? I think if I was good enough where I thought I had any sort of shot at making the show, I probably would be. I don't know. I feel like most kids just dream about, like... Well, you know, you know what, dude? It also depends on where you're, it depends on where you're playing. Like, if you're in a rink, you're not thinking that. But if you're 10 years old and you're out on the pond with your friends or, like, your family and shit like that, I'm sure that thought probably crosses your mind. I don't know, dude. But I feel like it's, like, the third cr- thought that crosses their mind. That's my only point. I don't know. I, I, I get I don't know, dude. There's really not much to say on it. Yeah, I don't know why I put that there. Uh, here's one. This is just a quick moment of silence. Uh, today, September 7th. Oh, actually, really quick. What do, you think, uh, what do you think these two old people looked like? One's, da- one's Dan Rosen, dude. Who are the other people? Dan Rosen said that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Charlie McAvoy, I would have slapped Dan Rosen across the face. Like... <laughs> Oh, that's sick, Dan Rosen. How old are you, dude? Like, right. oh, like, I'm surprised Charlie McAvoy wasn't like, oh yeah, sorry, I fucked you up, Dan Rosen. <laughs> yeah, like, what did Dan Rosen think? Like, Charlie McAvoy is like gonna go like go like out to a nice steak dinner and I used to be like, damn, I can't believe what Dan Rosen said to me. <laughs> dude, the fact that Dan Rosen's transitioning to one of those old guys that says he walked uphill both ways to school is, is actually a pretty special moment in my life. Yeah, I um, I apologize for not catching on to the Dan Rosen part. That's unbelievable. That's a little bit better of a story now. Um, but anyway, September 7th, today marks the one of the saddest days in hockey history. Seven years ago, a plane carrying the locomotive uh, players, coach, and staff crashed. 44 people lost their lives, including Alexander Karpatsev, uh, 
Carol Rakunik, and uh, my boy Pavel Dimitra. Only one person survived the crash. I mean, I can't believe that was seven years ago, man. Talk about getting old, dude. Like, the Winter Classic kind of made me feel that way. I feel like this wasn't really all that long ago, right? Nah, it was a pretty long time ago, dude. I mean, it's like seven years, I guess. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I mean, that has been quite some time. Um, that was terrible. Yeah. I remember fucking waking up to that and being like, what the fuck is going on? One name you didn't drop, dude, is one of my all-time favorites on this podcast, Ruslan Soleil. Mm-hmm. Best hockey player to ever come out of Belarus. That ugly motherfucker was a good stay-at-home defenseman for the Ducks. Yep, 24, right? I think he wore 24 on the Ducks. I love that guy, man. He played a solid game. Dimitra, were you a Dimitra guy? Because, like, I don't think... I wore, thir- I wore 38 at Siena. Ask me if I'm a fucking Dimitra guy. I feel like before, I don't know if I can say this, if it's completely correct, but before Pavel Dimitra died, I feel like people's thought of Pavel Dimitra was that um, he, like, you wouldn't tell your friends that you're a Pavel Dimitra fan, but, like, when you went home, like, you might, like, look up his stats. Like, you never, like, full out into the public, like, a big Dimitra Can I give you a perfect comparison of Pavel Dimitra? Yeah. Marty Straka. Yeah, I mean... Like, pretty I mean, similar, right? Like, you're not going out and you're not telling your boys, yo, I'm a huge Straka guy. But at the same time, like, you kind of respect what the fuck the guy did. Right. Yeah, man, I can't wait till my Peter Nedved jersey comes in. But, yo, so, <laughs> I saw this, that post on Reddit, and I clicked on it. What, what nationality is Chara? Slovakian. Slovakian. So, I think they won the silver medal in the Olympics or some sort of fucking tournament, and... They're, they were, like, interviewing him, and he had Demetra's jersey, and he had it on backwards, so it said Demetra 38 on it. I thought that was pretty cool. I'd never seen that before today. I had no idea that that existed. So, shout-out to Chara. Shout-out to the Slovaks. Shout-out to everybody who lost their lives. That sucks. Uh, T's and P's. Moving on. Duchesne says there haven't been any talks of a contract extension. He may test free agency. Well, no shit, dude. <laughs> you know, he doesn't want to stay. This poor bastard. He's just... Matthew Shane's probably like, dude, just get me out of here. I'll sign for like $2 million in Pittsburgh. I like, want him nowhere near my team. You just think he's a jinx? I don't know, man. Look what happened. If I, I don't want to be on the fucking abs. Then the abs make a fucking sick run. Goes to the Senators. All of a sudden, fucking Eric Carlson's wife's getting bullied by fucking, uh, what the hell was that guy's name? Mike Hoffman's girlfriend, wife, or whatever. Like, I wouldn't want Duchesne anywhere near my team. I think... Yeah, but you gotta, I don't know, man, if you like, if you like odds, like, maybe you're like, oh my god, like, he's due. He's at least due for, like, a 500 season, maybe, or, like, for everyone on his team to, like, like each other. Like, I think, I don't know, that's weird. I'm sure what'll happen is if he goes to free agency, someone will pay him more than he's worth, but Mm -hmm. he's still an interesting player. Yeah. You're right, I don't know if I would want my team splurging on Matthew Shane. I'm pretty sure he also wears the white Reeboks still, so... That's a tough fucking look. Did uh, you have a pair? No, I didn't wear the Reeboks. I, I had Graf and then went to ba- uh, Bauer, CCM, and then Bauer. You had a, did you ever have a pair of white skates? No. I, I, uh, my first pair, I think, were Graf's. I really like Graf's. They were just fucking heavy. I'm kind of rattled you never wore white skates. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, dude. All right, moving on. NFL cornerback Jalen Ramsey claims that he could crack an NHL roster in six months. <coughs> I have some pretty funny quotes here. Uh, This is just like the reactions of people in the NHL. So Jack Eichel said, I think it's insulting to our league. For us as players, we've dedicated our whole lives to playing in the NHL. To think after six months you can come play arguably one of the hardest sports in the world. 
I mean, I think it's ridiculous to say that. It's ignorant. <laughs> Hardo, dude. Hardo. Yeah. Vlad Tarasenko said, I can bet any money in the world there's no chance he can play in the NHL in six months. It's impossible. Him saying that declasses our sport. I didn't think Vlad would say that. Uh, Dylan Larkin, he said he's never skated before, so there's no chance. Seth Jones says you can't even learn to skate in six months. Uh, John Tavares says he'd wish him good luck. Evander Kane says, I think I'd be about a thousand percent times better at his position in six months than he'll be at mine. That's a classic Evander Kane fucking uh, shots fired back. Dude, these quotes are, these quotes no. tell you everything you need to know about everybody. Okay, okay, who says this? It's so funny to me. I think he's an unbelievable athlete, but skating is a skill set into itself. Just like running is, just like swimming is. Think of someone who has never swam before. If you've never been in the water before, no matter how good of an athlete you are, chances are you're not going to be an Olympic caliber swimmer in six months. I'm sure with his pedigree and his athleticism, he could play in the NHL, but it would take a lot longer than six months. Who said that? Oh, man. I don't know. It's going to make perfect sense. Chris Kreider. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's more. There's more. There's more. Come on. Nate, Nate, Nate McKinnon says, I think it's awesome. I mean, I'd like to see him skate. I think it would be pretty funny. He wouldn't be able to stand up. I think he just likes to talk, whatever. It's good for the NFL for someone to go out and talk like that. It brings a lot of attention. If it happened in hockey, it would make the sport a little bit more popular, too, and we'd take it. McKinnon, for the record, said he might be able to crack playing professional football. You can start playing football at, like, 23 and make it, said the 23-year-old McKinnon, who said he'd probably play strong safety so he could deliver big hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's more. There's more. National Predator Center Ryan Johansson said he'd give the NFL a try. I don't think I'd look like an idiot, but I definitely wouldn't be pro ready. And the last one is Evgeny Kuznetsov. I would like to see that for sure. He can come. We can help him. It's cool if an athlete wants to try something new. So, my takeaway, a few takeaways. There's so many losers. Uh, people, people from that list I hate. Jack Eichel, what the fuck kind of quote was that? <laughs> Dude, dude, relax. Like, yeah. why are you taking this so seriously? That's, are you the, okay? Like, what's wrong? The best part of that was the last thing when he said it's, it's ignorant. That's such a yeah. I went. That's such a I went to a fucking private school quote. <laughs> Jack Eichel's fucking ignorant. Next, Chris Kreider's like bringing science into of it. Of course he is, He's and like he brings up swimming, book. dude. Dude, he wrote like a, he wrote like the type of test you need or the type of essay you need to like pass like middle school social studies. Document based question, dude. <laughs> dude, the next the next one is Nathan McKinnon's the only person I thought really came out with like a somewhat normal quote. Uh, I thought that was actually pretty funny, and that's what I was about to say when I was listening to these. Is like, how come one guy in the league couldn't just like <coughs> I don't know, like what if Kevin BS had just fired up his iPhone, just tweeted at Jalen Ramsey, like fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you're like, gonna go hardo, be like a hockey hardo, not like a fucking like chirp him. Yeah, like just chirp him. Mm-hmm. Like if one guy chirped him, it would have been so funny. I thought McKinnon was the closest to that, and I I think it was super funny McKinnon saying that he wanted to be a strong safety to like fucking knock guys out, like so he could deliver big hits, awesome. dude. Yeah. So I mean, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, this is just this is Jalen Ramsey kind of kind of acting like Conor McGregor, just like saying shit. Um, as a hockey player, like. I can understand if if you've worked so hard to get to a spot and then some fucking asshole in some other sports chirping. Like, I, I think I'd be a little bit pissed off about it. But, like, the hockey fans that are upset about this, you guys need to chill the fuck out because clearly this guy's not making an NHL team in six months. There's literally 0% chance. So there's no reason to get fucking worked up about it. Like, 
I, I don't know. I, I like Nate McKinnon's. I thought Chris Kreider's was so classic because you're right. He brought science. Like he like really thought it fucking through. Uh, a low key funny one is Evgeny Kuznetsov saying he can come and we can help him. It's cool if an athlete wants to try something new. Like what a nice little Russian boy. <laughs> like, you think that took Kuznetsov like twelve minutes to say? Ah, uh, probably. He was just piecing random words together, hoping for the best. I, I like Evander Kane's too, where he said, "I think I'd be a thousand percent times better at his position in six months than he'll be at mine." That, that that's like Evander Kane saying, "You want some? Come get some." What would Evander Kane play though? Um, tight end. Like, I don't know, he could be I think he'd be like maybe like a slot wide receiver, just fucking go up the middle. I think he's he's pretty big, isn't he? He's like six three maybe. I don't know. I I out of all those people who would make an NFL team, it'd probably for me it'd probably be a Vander Kane or Nate McKinnon. Oh, out of all the people interviewed, yeah, for sure. I don't um I don't see Jack Eichel doing very well in the NFL. No nope. who else who else was on the list? <laughs> Can you imagine if Jack Eichel was on the same team as Richie Incognito? <laughs> no, I can't. That'd be a nightmare. Who's the next? Uh, Go do that list again. Uh, it was Vlad Tarasenko. Jack- oh my god, Vlad Tarasenko would get like lit up by like Khalil Mack or something. Can you imagine Vlad Tarasenko? For- not next. Dylan Larkin. <laughs> what is uh? What was his YouTube name? Like D Bones or whatever? D Money? Yeah. I don't think D Money would go very far. Seth Jones, John Tavares. Seth Jones would could probably. I mean, his dad was an NBA player. I don't know. Like that's two different sports plus one. Yeah, but I think isn't his uncle? Oh. Isn't his uncle? Do- no, whose uncle's Donovan McNabb? Is that uh, is that Darnell Nurse or is that Seth Jones? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's uh, Darnell Nurse. Oh, okay. Who um, Darnell Nurse was probably playing the NFL. Who was uh, shit? John Tavares. Can what? What was his quote? Uh. <laughs> Well, I'd tell him good luck then. Dude, can someone get John Tavares' like PR team out of his head or something like that? Like, dude, stop talking like a fucking robot. Like, yeah. I know that's how he always has been. But, like, that's what he – that's his answer. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, being, like, a reporter and you just work, like, a 13-hour day on the beat watching, like, rookie practices? You ask John Tavares that question and that's how he answers it? Like, I don't – I don't know, dude. Like, what's up? Is he okay? I know. I kind of wish there was. A, they asked like an absolute loose cannon this question. I'm, I'm trying to think like who would be like the perfect guy to ask. Just like, like if Sean Avery was still in the league, like Sean Avery would have fucking fired back. Yeah. Do you think a guy like Ekblad, like a big six foot five like defenseman, do you think they would play well? Uh on D or line. I mean, he's six five. He's fit. I I I don't know if they'd play well, but I thought of another guy who would have an awesome answer would be Derek Anglin. Anglin would be sick, dude. Can you imagine if Lucic was a fullback? Oh, my God. No, Lucic would be Gronk. They'd be the same fucking dude. <laughs> ah, man. There's some good ones, but we'll, we'll fucking move on. <laughs> yeah, that, that was decent. Um, Here's another one. Nate Schmidt suspended 20 games for violating the NHL's performance-enhancing drug policy. Uh, I listened to a podcast today called Spin Chicklets. Sorry about the ad. Uh, they compared it. It was a grain of salt in a swimming pool. That's how much uh, performance-enhancing drugs was in his pee. He came back and said, not only did I not intentionally take a banned substance, I cannot have received any performance-enhancing benefit from the trace amount that inadvertently got into my system at a level that was far too small to have any effect. The slow amount was consistent with environmental contamination that I could po- that I could not possibly have prevented. Nate Schmidt's on the juice, dude. What do you got? Yeah. Um, I mean, it just fits right into my narrative that everything's going downhill in Vegas this season. 
Uh, Trouble in Paradise. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to say it, but I mean, you see, you see the Knights out there. They're in the Stanley Cup final. They're an expansion team, and Nate Schmidt's playing like thirty-five minutes a night. Yeah. yeah, I bet you the training staff was probably fucking sprinkling all the fucking little magic in his cereal every morning. I mean, obviously I'm being completely sarcastic and I don't believe that, but I think it, I think it is pretty funny that the team that went on this crazy run um, is all of a sudden the team that gave the guys the wrong pills. And people think it's so hard to believe. Maybe it was a fuck-up, but like that's what happens. They're the new team in the... In the NHL, like they have a new training staff. I'm sure someone on the training staff probably fucked up. Was like, oh shit, I forgot to order this. Let me go get some fucking counterfeit shit on Amazon from China. Fucking mail it over, mm-hmm. and they're Fine. fucked. But I mean, yeah. hey, cheating's cheating's cheating. I mean, the one thing I can take away from this, like, I don't, I don't think he fucking intentionally did it, and I loved his thought out answer. But I also love the NHL's reaction. Like, it's it's a grain, like a grain of salt in a swimming pool. Fuck it, you're getting 20 games. Like, the NHL's fucking cracking the whip. I think other fucking, uh, other major sports should take notice of this. I mean, I don't know. I, actually, doesn't MLB, they suspend you for 50 games the first time? So, really, it, it's pretty consistent, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I I guess, I don't know. I, a rule's a rule for them, I guess. You're right. It's, I mean, considering is like, 160 games, is pretty comparable. You gotta be careful, I guess. Shit. Yeah. So, you don't... I don't know. What? I don't know. I, I hope someday there's a 30 for 30, and it's like, what if I told you the whole 2017-2018 Las Vegas Knights team was on the juice? <laughs> That'd be a sick 30 for 30. For sure. Uh, here's another sad one. Burt Reynolds passed away. We bring this up because he may have been one of the most underrated coaches in hockey uh, film history. Judge Walter Burns of Mystery Alaska, his son's Bertie Burns. Uh, he's just scooping mashed potatoes on his plate while telling his kid that he sucks at hockey. Shout out to Feverboy Rex. I'm sure that's happened a time or two. Uh, I, I, what do you have on this? Burt Reynolds, fucking love that guy. Boogie Nights, fucking great film. Mystery Alaska, unbelievable. He, he was awesome in that movie too. What do you have on this? I mean, I mean, Bertie Burns, Skank Martin. I want to know who's your favorite character. Can you tell me why? Out of those two? Out of any character in the movie. Skank Martin. And I th- we talked about this a little bit before. I think one of the funniest one of the funniest scenes in any movie ever is in Mystery Alaska when Bert uh, when Skank Martin goes down and blocks a shot when they're when he's playing the Rangers, gets it right in the nuts, gets up, skates slowly to the bench and points at the mayor because the last time he saw the mayor, the mayor punched him in the face for fucking his wife. I think that is one of the funniest fucking things. It's like, I took a shot in the nuts for you, and the mayor, like, claps. He's like, I respect you, dude. Skank Martin, all-time character. What about you? Yeah, um, I mean, I just got to throw this one out there. So many great ones, but people forget uh, Galen, the Native American D. Uh, very similar to Ruslan Soleil that we talked about earlier. That's a great pick. Um, I mean, you got to give it to the coach. What's, who's the guy that that dies of the heart attack? Billy? Yeah, I fuck. I don't know. Now we're gonna. Now we're just fucking blowing it. That guy. They have, that guy was awesome. He <laughs> he died because his heart was so big because he loved so many people. I, the only my only complaint about that is I wish fucking Russell Crowe's character we didn't have to like learn about his like failing marriage the whole fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, it was like a bad episode of The Office. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Shout out Burt Reynolds. Yeah. All right, so now we are going to break down the Metro Division. 
It's a lot going on. I'm just going to break down every team, tell you the key additions, key subtractions. So first, my New York Rangers, notable additions, Freddie Clayson and Merrick Mazonic goalie. Notable subtractions, Paul Carey, that's going to hurt. Ryan Sproul, oh no. And uh, David DeHarnay, one of my least favorite players of all time. They got Leah Sanderson coming up. They got uh, Philip Heedle. They got some rookies. Henrik Lundqvist got a new head coach. AV's fucking out, which I think will be huge for them. What do you have on the Rangers? How do you think they're going to do this year? Yeah, so uh, I wrote a little note for each team. My note for the Rangers is, do they want to be sick or do they want to suck? Who knows? Um, I don't know. Are they committed to the rebuild? Are they trying to get Panarin? Like, are, are they trying to tank games? Are they going to put a lot of young guys in this year? Are they going to end up riding shitty veterans? Like, what 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 do you think their objective <laughs> is this season? Because I don't know. I think their objective, I think they're going to let the kids play. I think one of the most underrated things that people aren't talking about enough is the fact that we have a new head coach, that AV's gone. I like the guy yeah. that they brought in. He holds players accountable. He, uh, he wants a possession-type game. One of the biggest things that pissed me off about AV is he didn't like anything after the whistle. And Quinn says that they're going to be, he'll try to make them the t- one of the toughest teams to play in the league. Uh, having said that, I mean, there's there's a tons of question marks. Kevin Hayes is on a one year deal. We'll see what happens with him. Mika Zibanejad's coming back. He's been hurt, I think, the last two years. Is this is this finally time Chris Kreider takes a step and becomes like a fucking everyday player? Like, that's a huge question mark. There's just so many Kevin question Hayes? marks with the Rangers. What? What about Kevin Hayes? What about Ryan Spooner? Are the boys going to step up? That's an, that's another thing. I mean, I think Kevin Hayes is going to have a good year. He put up a lot of points last year playing against other teams' first line. Uh, Ryan Spooner and Vlad Nemestikov, you don't really know where they're going to go because it depends on whether or not the Rangers are going to keep all these young centers around. I hope they do keep the young centers around and put Nemestikov and Spooner on the wing just to see what they have there. Uh, is Mark Stahl going to fucking play as much as Mark Stahl normally plays? Is Neil Pionk going to have another good year? Is he going to hit that sophomore slump? There are tons of fucking questions, dude. But I, I really believe the fact that they have this new head coach. I think that will go fucking so far for them. I, I don't know. Long term, it'd probably be better if they lost games because then they'd get a higher pick or whatever. Maybe sign Panera in the offseason, but... I wouldn't be completely shocked if the Rangers make the playoffs as like an as a uh, like a second wild card team, but I mean for me, if they don't make the playoffs, it's a higher pick. I'm kind of all right with that. And if they do make the playoffs, that means these kids have bought into something, and this potentially could be the start of a fucking good rebuild. Does that make sense? Number one, do they have a captain yet? Uh no, they don't have a captain yet. And I don't. How, how long till Zuccarello urges the sea under Coach Quinn? Dude, I don't know. I don't know if you're fucking chirping me for that. It, it, it depends. It really it depends. If they fucking sign Zuke a little bit long-term, he only has one year left on his contract. I think if he had more years, it would be a better shot. That's the only reason why I don't see him really getting a C. But who knows, man? Maybe he takes this huge leadership role. Maybe they fucking re-sign him to a long-term deal. I'm terrified they're going to trade him at the deadline. That will fucking ruin me. If I could pick a captain to be Zuccarello, I fucking love that guy. But in, in my mind... I'm going to call it now. I think the next New York Ranger captain is going to be Chris Kreider. The guy who doesn't always show up. <laughs> I think I think this year he's going to have a fucking year. I think now that Rick Nash is gone, I, they need a guy to fucking look to. They need a guy that's going to compete. I, AV's not there. Chris Kreider, you've seen, has played with an edge and have been benched for that. Now he's going to have a coach who kind of fucking embraces that. I'm hoping we see in a completely different Chris Kreider this year. More of like an asshole, like... 
he can't fight for shit, but whenever he fights somebody, he just kind of throws him around because he's literally stronger than pretty much anybody in the league. So I think I think this could be a huge year for Chris Kreider. I'm not saying 40 fucking goals, but I'm saying like this could be a year that he he steps up, he fucking assumes that leadership type role, and he fucking he kind of like a Nick Felino in Columbus. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just he hasn't he hasn't done it yet. Yeah. So I mean, I know what you're saying. I, I completely agree. It's there. If you think if you think that's what's going to happen this year, that'd be fucking best case scenario for the Rangers. Yeah. My other question: uh, you close your eyes, open them up. It's the season just ended. Uh, what was Elias Anderson's year like? Oh, that's a good question, dude. Um, I don't know because I everything that he does, I want to love him, but when I watch him play hockey, I'm not really that impressed. I could see him scoring like 15 goals, 22 assists, having an all right year. Um, I don't know. I, again, everything he does, like when he threw the medal in the stands after winning the silver medal, I fucking love that. Like he, he's got this cockiness and swagger. I watched that uh, Traverse City tournament today. He was the only person that like religiously finished every single one of his checks. And he was the only guy after the play kind of mixing it up. So I like that. Just, I think it's something about his skating stride. I don't know if you've seen him play. He just, the way he skates is just fucking really weird. His strides are so short, and he just doesn't look like he keeps up. But I don't know. All right, all right. So moving on. That was pretty good. Dude. That was deep. Yeah, I tried. New York Islanders, uh, notable additions: Valtteri Filppula, Leo Komarov, Tom Kunakl, Robin Leonard, and Matt Martin. Subtractions: JT, Calvin DeHaan, Halak, Kuhlman, Prince. Quinn or Quine, I don't know. Seidenberg and Chris Wagner. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of nice thinking that the Islanders may finish behind you and you don't even have that good of a team. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty funny to hear that, and you would think to yourself, "What is this like, two thousand eight? I I don't know. Filipula. So Filipula, they brought Matt Bar Matt Martin back. I. <laughs> To me, it just seems like it just seems like classic Islander moves. Like when they got Chimera in there, or like they just pick guys that are over the hill, and I don't understand it. The whole NHL is getting younger, and they're trying to get older for some reason. So I don't know. It's Lou Lamorello, dude. I hate who in their right mind would want to play for that guy. He's got rules about numbers. He's got to shave every day. Like if I want, if I wanted to have to like look presentable every day and like shave. And like be respectful, then I like I wouldn't be an NHL hockey player. Yeah, like I would be so I'd be like a fucking accountant. Yeah, like I, I don't. I that guy would rub me the wrong way so bad. Like I wish there was one player that played on his team once. I was just like fuck this guy. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, seriously, I I don't know why anybody would really want to play there. People talk about how he's like this mastermind and shit like that. Like. A lot of shit happened to the Leafs where they could be in those positions to draft those players. Like that wasn't really all fucking Lou. Realistically, a lot of the, there was a lot of luck there, and you also have Shanahan. He's I think he, there's a stat. I may be wrong. Somebody looked this up. I think he's only won one playoff series in the last like seven years. So he's not like I don't know why fucking people are so like hard about this guy. And and they're bringing in the defending Stanley Cup uh, winning coach. Who people forget that it took him 13 years to win a fucking cup with Alex Ovechkin, Nick Backstrom, and fucking Braden Holby. So it's, it, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I think it's funny and comical how pumped they get about it. Yeah, Barzell's sick. He's going to be a fucking great player. But I just, I don't see it. I, I hate fucking Anders Lee and Brock Nelson. I, I don't know. What, what, that, that's kind of my thing. I think they finish below the Rangers. Yeah, I don't. 
I act, I like Barry Trotz. I don't think that's bad a bad idea to bring in Trotz. I just think, and the other thing of Lamorello, I mean, obviously, I think you're onto it. I just think that he was a great GM for sure. Like he was one of the best GMs, presidents, if not the best, in the '90s. But like, it's not the '90s anymore. It's not like you throw Bill Parcells out on the sideline and be like, "This guy's gonna win me a Super Bowl." Look what the fuck John Gruden's doing in Oakland, like. Like, he's just an older guy. I think time has passed him. He was a great, but, like, at this point, like, this isn't the Yankees. Like, not everyone has to go get a fucking comb over. Like, it's the New York Islanders, dude. Like, relax. Like, put some sweatpants on. Like, you're in for a fucking bumpy ride. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I see him, like, retiring early. Like, pulling, like, a Phil Jackson or some shit. And I, if I were the Islanders, I wouldn't have signed Dick, and I, Dick, and I would have just tanked. Once John Tavares left... That was time to fucking blow it up. You have Barzell, you have a couple other good pieces, but I would have said, we still don't have a goalie. We don't have, like, a really great window now. Like, I, Everly was great last year. Like, I love Jordan Everly, but, like, we could probably get some value for him. I don't. He probably has, like, a no-trade clause or some shit, but I would just think that if I were the Islanders, I would have been, like, we don't have a chance. I think one of my favorite parts about the Islanders is they had a fucking sick draft. They got Wallstrom, and they get Dobson. They got one of those Canadian defensemen that fucking dropped for no reason. And everybody's so pumped. They're like, JT's coming back. We just we just drafted Wallstrom that the Rangers could have had. Like, yada, yada, yada. JT fucking leaves. They sign Leo Komarov to, like, I think a three- or four-year deal. They bring back Matt Martin, like... I don't know. When the Rangers play, it's going to kind of suck because we have nobody tough on our team, so we'll probably get bullied a little bit, but... That's my, my one thing, too, with the Islanders is that, and I think kind of hit it, is they got those two great players in the first round. They have some good prospects. Like, they are set up to tank. Like, just tank. Yeah. Like, what do you, like, they're going to, like, are you going to make a big trade at the deadline to try to get, like, another, like, Yaroslav Block well, well, on dude, your squad? Maybe, hey, maybe they're trying to tank signing these players. They're like, give us all the shitty veterans as slow as fuck. Could maybe. Be. I mean, Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe tanking anymore doesn't ha- isn't having a team full of eighteen year eighteen year olds. It's having a team full of old pieces of shit. Could be. Uh, moving on. Car- Carolina Hurricanes additions: Calvin DeHaan, Michael Ferlin, Dougie Hamilton, Jordan Martinuk, Peter Mrazek, Andrei Shvetnikov. Uh, subtraction: Skinner, Dahlback, Hannafin, Kruger, Lindholm, Nordstrom, Ryan Stepniak, and Cam Ward. Boy, I don't know about this team. Jeff Skinner went to the Sabres. I think that's Schmetznikov kid. I definitely say that wrong. Yeah, uh, the Andre Schmetznikov. I don't know. He's a kid that went two overall. They got Dougie Hamilton. I mean, dude, they lost Skinner, Hannafin, Limholm, Normstrom. Like those are all pretty good fucking players. Derek Ryan had good years for them. Uh, I, I don't really know what they were doing. I feel like they were kind of on the right path, and for some reason they're like, fuck this. I, we want something different. Michael Furland's a fucking nail gun. Uh, but, like, DeHaan and Hamilton, they've had – like, if you look at the Carolina Hurricanes' top six over the last couple of years, like, their defense has been pretty good. I don't really – you're not really – I mean, Hannafin, Dahlbeck, I don't really know, but you're you're essentially using Hannafin for Hamilton and DeHaan? I don't know. I don't, what do you have on that? Yeah, I think – I think they went backwards. Uh, one, I'm fucking so excited. Dougie Hamilton's back in the East. That's an extra game. I get to see the Bruins play against them. I can't imagine in what world trading Noah Hannafin for Dougie Hamilton makes your team better. When you're a team, when you have a young guy like that, and Dougie Hamilton is a great defenseman, but he's like four years older and he's like kind of a fucking squid. Yeah. Like, like 
why are you trading your young stud defenseman and getting back like a kind of stud defenseman? Doesn't make sense to me there. Um, but can I, can I interject there? Can I, can I go on something there? Yeah. So the Carolina Hurricanes are filled with like all these young kids, right? And you know how like young play, young hockey players, they all hang out. They probably booze a little bit. Like they have a fucking good time. You're bringing in a player who left Boston because nobody liked him there in the locker room, and then he's leaving the Flames because he didn't fucking fit a lot, fit all, uh, fit in with anybody there because he used to like go to museums or some shit. I, I, is that really the guy you want around your younger fucking kids? I don't know. His parents are like Olympians and shit. Is that a rough take? Is that like, I I don't know. Like, if I'm on the Carolina Hurricanes and they traded Noah Hannafin, who's a fucking absolute stud, for some guy who literally left his last two teams because he didn't fit in anywhere, I'd be like, what the fuck's going on? It's only, it's like three weeks from now, Dougie Hamilton's going to be, he's going to be threatening to lock himself in his room if they don't put fucking Freddie Hamilton on the first line. (laughs) Like, what, like, stupid trade. I think I really think it comes down to that Carolina's in such a shitty place because they have the dumbest owners in the fucking world who think that somehow they can sell tickets in Carolina and can't let go of that delusional fact. Um, and I, I honestly think that they think all they need is like an Austin Matthews or a Connor McDavid or a fucking Hughes, and then all of a sudden they'll be able to sell tickets to their games because they have a young superstar. So I think I think that plays a part of it. I think they've tried so many times to tank, and every time they get like a second or third overall pick, and they're like so close but so far. Yo, and it kind of sucks too because if I was like a good young player, like let's say the Hurricanes were good, I feel like playing in Carolina would be a sick place to play. It's not a bad spot. Right? I agree. Like that would actually be kind of fucking fun, but you're right. It's hard to sell tickets when your fucking team, I don't know. Where do you have them? Where do you have them finishing? Does it matter? Did they make the playoffs? Uh, I, I think they might be the dark horse to finish last. I think people are going to be Ooh. higher up on a lot higher than me, but I think they might be. I think they might be last. All right, um, New Jersey Devils. Notable additions: Eric G R Y B. Who's that? Gribe. Gribe. Uh, I don't know. I don't nope. They lost Brian Gibbons, Michael Grabner, Jimmy Hayes, Patty Maroon, John Moore, and Drew Stafford. Uh... I don't know. Can Taylor Hall repeat what he fucking did last year? Yeah, I think so. I think he can come close. I think I think if you look at Tyler Sagan, Tyler Sagan puts up like almost 90 points a year. I think I think Taylor Hall is allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants on that team. I think that's very feasible, dude. They had, they had some pretty good young forwards. They have Nico Heischer, Marcus Johansson, uh, Pavel Zaka, Jesper Bratt. Like for younger forwards, they're actually really not that terrible. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was my big takeaway is I honestly think if he's here, if that dude takes like a huge step forward, and he was all right. Like, he's a, I think he's a really interesting piece. He plays a really good two-way game. Like, I, I enjoy watching him play. He put up 52 points last year. How many? 52 in 82 games. I mean, as an 18-year-old, I can see if he jumps bad. to like 70, if he jumps to like 70 points, I mean, if, if that guy starts really producing, I think that if, they, if he's their number one center, they're going to be in really good shape. Uh, the one guy that I fucking question, and I'll always question, is uh, Pavel Zaka. What is he? Is he anything? Pavel Zaka is, is their new Travis Zajac, dude. No, he's nowhere near as good, though. Travis Zajac sucks, dude. No, there was a point, though, where Travis Zajac was an okay oh, player. Oh, my God. Zajac and Zubris have always sucked. There we go. There's the Rangers fan. The other guy that I'm actually curious, too, is what was... He was like a fifth-round pick, like Brat, Jesper Brat. Is that his name? Yeah. There's all, like, is that dude going to put up, like, there was a stretch where he had, like, 10 <laughs> goals in, like, 15 games. Is that dude going to be going on runs for you again? So I think it's 
It kind of just depends on how their young players play. Like Another one, yeah. dude. Is Corey Schneider going to stay healthy? And if he doesn't, does fucking the Emoji King come out and fucking have another great year? I don't, I don't hate, I, I don't like his antics either, but I don't hate them as a one-two combo for like who the devils are. Like, I think your goaltending situation could be far worse. Be nice if Corey Schneider could like fucking be consistent and like, and like healthy. But when he's on, the dude's on, uh, hopefully that goes well. I honestly think if their young players perform, then they'll make the playoffs. If not, they're out. But they're kind of an interesting piece to me in a weird way. Yeah. I fucking hate the devils, dude. Fuck them. Uh, I, love how, I, I love how basically so we're doing the Rangers division and essentially every single team it kind of ends in fuck them well no I mean dude we've we've done the Islanders and the fucking Devils of course it's gonna be like that fuck them uh, Columbus, Columbus Blue Jackets dude additions Duclair and Riley Nash subtractions Matt Calvert Ian Cole Mark Letestu and Thomas Vanek Letestu and Vanek to me are irrelevant Ian Cole's kind of a rough loss I can't see Matt Calvert playing anywhere other than Columbus for some reason. I thought he was going to be a career Blue Jacket. Uh, <laughs> is that like a weird thing to say? I don't know. Career Blue Jacket usually means you get traded to the Rangers. I don't know. Here, here the big question: What's going to happen with Panarin? Do they? He doesn't fucking want to go back there. Are they going to trade him? If they do trade him, where does he go? Fucking love him in blue. Tell you that much. He's fucking sick. I always thought like when he got traded there. Uh, from the Blackhawks, and he left uh, Patrick Kane. I was like, there's no shot. Like, this guy's going to score, like, 25 fucking goals. Like, that's it. And what a year he fucking put on. And then him in the playoffs against Washington Capitals, that was, like, his coming out party, dude. Like, him and – I think him and Vladimir Tarasenko are, like, on very kind of even playing fields, and I never thought I'd say that. They're kind of different players, but, like, they can both take over fucking games. So, if they do trade Panarin, they better get a fucking haul because he is nasty. Um – I kind of, dude, I like the Blue Jackets. They're always kind of tough to fucking play against. They kind of play that meat and potatoes game. Love the fact that Felino's their captain. Got torts behind the bench. Something's going to happen with him. When Sergei Bobrovsky's on, this may be a hot take. He's, I think he's a top two goalie in the NHL when he's fucking on. Because I've seen him play a couple games against the Rangers, and the Blue Jackets had no business being in those games. And fucking Sergei Bobrovsky's sick. Um, I also liked how he bullied Rick Nash a little bit one time. That was a fucking big play for me. Seth Jones is nasty. Uh, Wierenski's pretty fucking good. Pierre-Luc Dubois didn't really do shit last year. I thought he was going to be better. Um, what, what do you have What do you have on the Blue Jackets? I, I think they make the playoffs. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm really back and forth on this team. Uh, my, here are my initial thoughts. So my initial, initial thoughts were Panarin wants out. Uh, this team, this team's done. Like, I don't know. Like, how can you play for a team when the superstar doesn't even want to be there and act like you want to go win a cup with the boys? I feel like that's a rough look. But then I took a step back and I thought to myself, if there's one guy that on the first day of training camp can fucking emasculate a man who's big leaguing his own team, it's John fucking Tortorella. And I hope <laughs> yeah. Tortorella sets the tone with Panarin day one in training camp, and I think that would rally the forces. I think if John Tortorella first day looks at Panarin and was like, dude, you're an unbelievable player, but we're going to win with or without you, so fucking figure it out, dude. Like, I, I just hope John Tortorella just kind of sets the tone with him. That's if too Tortorella soft. Says, That's too soft. I want Panarin to walk into the first day, and I want Tortorella yeah, to look at him. Soft. I want Tortorella to look at him and point at the door and go, get the fuck out. Can you imagine if he did that? Holy fuck, the boys would be like, all right, see what happens here. Tortorella was just like, you got to fucking fight me again in this locker room. Oh, my I God. Just, 
I just think I think Tortorella would be really good at rallying the boys. Um, so I, I'm I'm not sure on them. They're a bubble team to me. The one side note that I think is fucking insane is while all this is going on, they have the GM who's like finished, like Yarko Pugalainen or whatever the fuck his yeah, name is, yeah. and then they have John Davidson. They just got extensions for what? Dude, John David John Davidson's fucking sick, dude. He was great. He was the Rangers announcer. He's done a great job, dude. He turned the fucking St. Louis Blues around from a joke to an actual team. He turned the Blue Jackets around from a joke to an actual team. How many cups is that, dude? It's no I cups, mean, but he's taking fucking perennial losers and making them playoff teams, dude. I don't dude. know. My, my point being is that before I gave the GM and president an extension, I might wait to see how how they handle the fucking biggest decision of our franchise's history in fucking handling the superstar. Yeah. Like, why don't you see how that plays out? Because if you butchered it and then you just signed them to a four-year extension, like you're you're cuffed. Like now the fans hate you and everyone's chanting "fire Yarko" at every single game, and you're I, stuck. I, in this. I I can kind of get that, dude. If if you think about it, has Columbus really ever had a fucking like stud player? Like Seth Jones is pretty good, but like, do you consider Seth Jones a fucking elite franchise player? Like, Rick I Nash can... was for like one year. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't know. You're right. Rick Nash, I guess, was when he was fucking early in his career, but I. Not not when not when JD and the other fucking guy was there though. No, they've had nothing. Yeah, so we'll see. I think you're you kind of nailed it there when saying. I mean, there's the biggest decision. Are you gonna why do it now? But yeah, bubble team. We'll see how that happens. I think they make it. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. They added James Van Riemsdyk. They lost Valtteri Filppula, Brandon Manning, Peter Mrazek, uh, Johnny Oduya, and Matt Reed. I think out of all the teams in the Metro, I think the fucking Flyers improved the most. They added JVR and got rid of Philpula Manning. Manning sucks. Philpula sucks. is old. Matt Reed never did shit. I mean, you got Jake Voracek. You got Claude Drew is finally fucking coming back. Travis Konechny. Wayne fucking Simmons. Ivan Provorov put up 17 goals last year as a 20-year-old defenseman in the NHL. Decent. Shane Gossesprayer. Uh... Michael Delzato, is he still on the Flyers or no? Actually, he may not even be on the Flyers. I think he's on the Canucks. That was wrong. Uh, I, I don't know. The only And the biggest question mark with the Flyers, and it's been the same thing forever, is their goalie. You have no idea what the fuck's going to happen. You have Brian yeah. Elliott and Michael Neuvreth. Like, that sucks. I think at the very least, this team's going to be fucking fun to watch. And I think they make the playoffs, dude. I, I think they improve the most out of any team in the Metro. I feel like I've heard this like 17 times in my life, though. That's my only problem. The Flyers got better. They added some players. They have some young guys who are looking good. Claude Giroux, Wayne Simmons, they're all ready to fucking go off on a tear. But you, like, you went on, Ken, you literally, what I found funny was, like, you were really pumping me up, and, like, you had all these good points. And then it's like, holy shit, like, are the Flyers cup contenders? And then you and then you open your mouth about the goalies. It's like, no. Like, yeah. and there's oh. like, we are right back to where we were. But they also, I don't know if he's going to play this year, but they have that one fucking, he's the number one goalie prospect, I'm pretty sure. Hard, hard. Yeah, I don't, I doubt he plays this year, but they got somebody kind of in the wings getting ready to fucking take over. And if I was an NHL team, man, Flyers, when's the last time the Flyers have had a good fucking goalie? Van Beesbrook? I don't know. He, Van Beesbrook wasn't a goalie. Roman Czechmonic, dude, like. That could be scary if the Flyers actually ever get a fucking legit goalie. Mike Layton. Mike Layton, dude. What a year. I, I mean, yeah, dude. I just, I have my doubts until they perform. Also super curious to see if, like, Konechny last year went off. Interested to see if he kind of goes on a huge tear. I get anything. I'm not, 
But I'd give anything to have that kid on my team. I think he is fucking awesome. And then I'm not super convinced on Nolan Patrick yet. Um, Good call. Good I, call, dude. Like, this is his sophomore year. His rookie year to me was like, yeah, pretty me- mediocre. Like, he shower, I think he, we said he only he put up like 50 points, which is good, but it's not like eye-popping. It's not like rookie of the year. But at the same time, like, when I watched them play, I was like, holy shit, he has the puck. Like, this kid looks good. Like, every time I watched the Flyers play, Nolan Patrick, I was never like, wow. So, like, Nolan Patrick, duh. Do you remember, they had Braden Chen, right? They drafted Braden Chen? Or traded for Braden Chen. Braden Chen was on the, when he was young. He was on the Flyers, and I think he was a fifth overall pick. And he played pretty good, dude. He, like he was always fucking noticeable. He hadn't really fucking really taken that next step until he went to St. Louis. But if you compare him to Nolan Patrick, who was supposed to be the first overall pick that year until his fucking last year, and then he dropped to the second overall pick. I mean, wait, was he still first? No, he still may have been first. He was second. Okay. As a, for a second overall pick, dude, you would expect a little fucking bit more from, from your guy than what he gave. Yeah, I mean, it's always, I mean, it is his second year, and I guess he was banged up last year. So, I mean, there's always the chance he pulls it together and proves us wrong for sure. But so far, it hasn't looked great. All right. Do they make the playoffs? I'll say yes, yeah. All right. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, additions, Matt Cullen, Derek Grant, Jimmy Hayes, and Jack Johnson. Subtractions, this one's going to hurt. Matt Hunwick, uh, Tom Kunockle, Carter Rowney, and Connor Sheary. Connor Sheary went to the Sabres too, didn't he? Yep. Fuck, man. The Sabres actually don't have that bad forwards. Uh, yeah, so yes. here we go. Penguins, what do you got on here? I think this last year, they fucking, I mean, they were in the playoffs, made all those long runs. It's hard to fucking three-peat and get that. Uh, I mean, anytime you have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin as your one-two, you're not really in that rough shape. Matt Murray's he gets the job done. He's like the Corey Crawford of the East. Uh I Chris Letang's there. They lost Hunwick. That's a huge loss. I'd stop you right there. Yeah. Uh the question everyone wants to know, Jimmy Hayes, over or under fifteen goals on the air. It depends on who he plays with. If he plays with Crosby, he'll probably put up fucking thirty. What if he plays with, like, Kessel and Broussard? Like, I feel like he could still tap a couple in, possibly. You think he's going to get 15? The resurgence of Jimmy Hayes in Pittsburgh would be pretty fucking funny. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's the place where fucking mediocre forwards go to just score a shit ton of goals. Matt Cullen, did you ever think that Matt Cullen would be one of the last players of his generation to be playing the game? Yeah, I don't... He should have hung him up, like, eight years ago. Yeah. Right, think all the players that he played with definitely like that were like his same talent level. All definitely retired in like 2010. Yeah, I mean he was a Ranger for a bit too. I always kind of liked Matt Cullen. He was all right. He was like a solid two way center. He was he didn't really bring that much grip, but he played the game the right way. Like, if if he was ever like a free agent on NHL growing up, I'd always pick him up in the off season, put him on my second or third line, be like, all right, that's good. Don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, you know who I? You know who I hope carves out a career like Matt Cullen. Who? Dom Moore. <laughs> They're like the same guy, sort of, except for Cullen's like clearly a little bit better than Dom Moore. Is Dom Moore even playing anymore, dude? <laughs> I think he. I don't know. Let's let's hope so. He was practicing with the Bruins like last week, but he's oh, not playing. God, it's time to fucking hang up the skates and pick up the ping pong paddle. But Dom, nah. you're still here. All right, so obviously the Penguins make the playoffs. Um. Washington Capitals, notable additions, Nick Dowd, I don't know who that is, 
Subtractions, Beagle, uh, Chason, and Philip Grubauer. Oh, and Barry Trotz. Um, John Carlson returned. Ovechkin's coming off a fucking heater this summer. Backstrom's coming back. He'll be healthy. They lost Grubauer, who was pretty good for them. I don't... Uh, I don't. I don't think the Caps repeat. I think they make the playoffs, though, right? Yeah, do me a favor, dude. If you haven't seen him, fucking can you look up Todd Reardon, their new head coach, and just look at his fucking head? <laughs> Todd Reardon. All right. While you're doing that, I mean, they lost Beagle, the Golden Boy. You're right. I mean, I don't think they're a bad team. I don't think they got worse in any way. Like, I think Tom Wilson's might oh come God. out and like put up a better season. Uh, Burkowski or whatever is good. Jacob Verana. Jacob Ron is a player that I would totally look out for. I mean, he was sick in the playoffs. So I think they're going to be right where they were last year. I just don't see him going back-to-back. Boy, Tom Reardon does not look like a coach that could like, coach Alex Ovechkin. Dude, Tom Reardon, dude, that dude either needs to shave his fucking head or fuck plug it up the middle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. figure it out. You yeah. can't have your coach walking around with a comb over that see-through. Yeah, it's kind of a fucking rough look. Come on, like, look at the guy, like... That, that's who you're taking orders to? How's that guy even look at himself in the mirror when he wakes up? Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to respect a coach to get anywhere in the National Hockey League, and that that's it's hard to do that. Right, I mean, I know Barry Trotz is like a little, like, bowling ball midget, but like... Yeah, but at least he's like adorable. We're going to move on. Uh, yeah, so that was the Metro Division wrap-up. There you go. Uh, moving on, Patty B. Hotline, here we go. Hey, this is the Patty B. Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, Patty B. Hotline. Here we go, Patty B. Hey, morning, Skate. Patty B. here. All right, I got a question for you. How many games do you think I will go to this season? Knowing that the Sabres cancel their flex pass, which I actually love. Will you think I go to 20 games, 30, or the full 41 home games? And, uh, or maybe zero games. Alright, Pat, we gotta pick up the pace on these voicemails. You you just left a thirty three second voicemail that should have been a twelve second fucking question. But I do respect the fact that you're calling in. So Patty B wants to make the Patty B hotline all about himself, which I respect. How many games does Patty B go to the uh, how many Sabres games does Patty B go to this year now that they don't have the flex pass which he actually loved? So I first want to preface this all by saying, I told Kev this before, Patty B, um, the hotline's named after you. Uh, you took the summer off. You clearly weren't training, if that's the first question you come back with. Um, no one's job is safe in training camp. It's going to easily be like dark guy's hotline. Anybody who calls in who's going to give us a little more commitment than that, I mean, so I'm just saying I need a little more effort from you. Number two, Patty B, I hope you go to all 41. Um, I wouldn't want it any other way. I need those pictures on the glass. And I'm also taking this as your invitation for uh, me and Ked to come out and catch a Sabres game with you. Holy uh, shit. Could, make you imagine? Could you imagine if we went out for a Sabres-like Bruins game? I actually need it in the worst way, Patty B. So uh, that's my invitation to Patty B. We'll get a couple beef on Wex. Uh, we'll hit some chicken wings. And then we'll drink some little bats and go to the Sabres game. So, Patty... I can't see you going to a full 41 because that would make you a season ticket holder. I, I need it. I, maybe you do go to the full 41. I think you go to 12 games. What was the flex pass? 
He talked about it a couple times last year. I wasn't entirely sure what it was. I think it was just like a deal where if you bought a certain amount of games, it was cheaper. Okay, here's my next question, dude. Should I become an ECHL season ticket holder for like $250? Is that how much it is? I think so, dude. Yeah, absolutely. We just got we just got a team up here, dude. So absolutely, uh, are you kidding me? That'd be sick. Yeah, Mar- Mariners. Mariners are gonna be the East Coast this year. Probably have to buy some season tickets. Uh, you might have to come. We might have to go to a Thunder. Uh, are they still in Glens Falls, dude? So here's the thing, dude. I don't know if I'm a Thunder fan anymore. What happened? Just just a lot of shit, dude. I just I'm, I don't really have great memories of the Thunder currently. And I think, uh, so my boss at work is going to be a season ticket holder. So whatever game she doesn't go to, I'm just going to go to. I think I'm just going to cheer for the other team every time. R.I.P. Thunder. So, uh, Ked's ECHL allegiance is on uh, the line right now. Manchester Monarchs, dude. <laughs> I love how Patty B asked us a question. We just ended up talking about the ECHL. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. All right, thanks for calling. If you guys want to call in, leave us some fucking voicemails. 518-309-2595. That's 518-309-2595. We are now going to move on to uh, our Heroes and Zeros. It's normally brought to you by Dominic Moore, but today we found out that Mac Miller passed away. Uh, me and Hal grew up listening to this guy. That we're, This isn't us like trying to make light of the situation. Like We fucking love this guy. Hal and uh, DJ Zumi, we all had a conversation today. Like, this is the first time that uh, – I think this is probably the first, like, celebrity, like, death that's, like, kind of really shook us a little bit. Listen to a ton of Matt. What do you have, what do you have on Mac Miller, dude, while, while I'm talking about this shit? Yeah, dude. Celebrity celebrity deaths usually don't make me sad. Felt bad. Used to like to bump his music. Seemed like a really nice dude. It's sad, dude. I, I, I'm a very cynical person. I hate a lot of things, but uh, I found out today, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, think I think he was one of those guys that if you're our age, uh, he like came out like when I was like 18. He was 18, so just to kind of like follow his career, or just kind of like you felt like you grew up with him, and your friends did in a sense. Yeah. It's more of the fact that like your memories are attached to him, so. Yeah, our buddy Greg tweeted out perfect. He's like, if you're in your 20s right now, there's a good chance when you're hanging out with your boys that Mac Miller was like playing in the background. Uh, it's just weird. I was telling Hal before this. I've I've been on like a serious Mac Miller kick recently. Like probably for the last week, I've been fucking just listening to his songs. I don't really know why, but I it's fucking blows, dude. I saw that on Twitter today, and I was like, that can't be real. It was I don't know. So shout out to Mac Miller. Uh, this is Mac Miller's Heroes and Zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right, Heroes and Zeros time. You want to go first or I'll go first? You go first, dude. All right, my zero of the week goes to everyone who thinks they know who's going to be a sick prospect. I like these prospect games. And they, 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 they claim to know what's going on, but they always put that disclaimer in at the end where it's like whatever happens right now it may not be consistently what happens, so I don't really know what's going on, but I'm going to pretend like I do. You know what I'm talking about? Does that happen with yep. the Bruins? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those people are the fucking worst. I, I say this every year. Even the people who like think they know what's going on in the draft and shit like that, if you're not a fucking scout, I don't think you know fucking anything, dude. Right. I mean, I mean, obviously you can go out there and you can like make your predictions and shit, uh, but at the end of the day, like, it, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, There's a ton of Bruins prospects this year that are camp. And they look great, and they're poised for a big year. 
every year it happens. Every year the same shit happens. A couple there'll be like four guys that you're talking about, your team's talking about. I think it's fair to say that fifty percent of those players might pan out. Like if there's four guys that are buying for your team and like you don't know who it's gonna be, it might be the guy who doesn't make the team right away. But at the end of the year, usually like one or two of those guys usually ends up on the team. So I mean it's kind of interesting to kind of predict, but no one knows what the fuck they're talking about. And just because some kid comes in and has a great rookie camp doesn't mean shit. Yeah. hundred percent. Like Brett Howden looked fucking great for the Rangers today. And we got him from the Lightning. I was super pumped about it. But at the end of the day, you can't really be that jacked up because it's just one game and he's playing against a bunch of fucking young kids. So who's your zero? Uh, zero of the week. Uh, it's not really Darren Drager. Well, it kind of is. So Darren Drager had this tweet. I had an NHL manager tell me earlier today, Western Conference, granted. But he goes, I will buy the best steak dinner there is if Austin Matthew signs for a dollar. Less than what Connor McDavid is making. Uh, no shit, Darren. Uh, I just think this tweet's fucking stupid for a couple of reasons. One, don't tell me that you're going to buy me a steak dinner. Uh, I bet you this guy goes back on his word anyway. Uh, been there myself once or twice. Never got a steak dinner. Number two. Number two. Uh, yeah, that's what happens. It happens in every league. Every six months at the NHL, the NFL, the NBA, a new player gets signed to the biggest deal ever. In a year from now, Austin Matthews is going to demand more money than Connor McDavid did. It's a year later. He wants that bigger pay. He wants Toronto to say, we think you're better than Connor McDavid. Lead us to the glory line. Happens every time. The next guy's going to get the bigger contract. So I, I think it's stupid. Do you agree or disagree? Dude, you think Austin Matthews is going to make more money than Connor McDavid? I think he's going to be, if not, he's going to be the exact same. I mean, I, I, get, I get your logic, and if that's what happens, it's because of your logic, but, like, Connor McDavid is better than Austin Yeah, Matt. 100%, and you know I know I yeah. think that. Like, I yeah. am Team McDavid till the death, but I, I, really, I really believe that if I was a Toronto Maple Leafs GM, that nerd 35-year-old who probably plows, I would, uh, I would sign him to whatever. Those players do not come around a lot. Uh, obviously, like what you might you might lose like a Marner or a Nylander, but if you package them right, it'll work out for you. Maybe you can get a defenseman. I know it sucks to give someone that much money, but he's worth it. And if you don't do it, you blew it. Yeah, no, I, I, I your logic's right. Just to me, it kind of sucks because I don't think he should make more than right. Connor McDavid. Right. It's all. If, can you imagine if the NHL it was year to year contracts? So you only got one year contracts every fucking year. And then, so you got just you just got paid on how sick you played last year. That'd be a doggy dog world. Yeah, can you? Yeah, can you fucking imagine that? Who would be the highest paid player? Probably be every year. Pretty much be Crosby, right? Crosby would up be up there, obviously. I think McDavid would make a ton of money. Think about players too. What you got to think about on that though? Think about guys that that would motivate the fuck out of. Uh, a guy we talked about earlier, Vander Kane. So you're telling me if I play my heart out, I get if I get forty goals, I'm gonna get paid. He's in. I think Tyler Sagan, which we didn't even touch on, which is kind of, I know it's been two weeks since we podcasted, but Tyler Sagan seems like a type of guy that if you were saying you're going to get paid as much as you're worth, he would be in every year. But we're going to pause right there. So what do you think of that? We didn't even talk about Sagan. Uh, I think the last, were you on last week's podcast or two weeks ago? We had a podcast two weeks ago. We did. I don't know how much we talked about I thought it. We, I thought we it, did talk about Sagan. Uh, if Panera doesn't go to the Rangers, Sagan's going to, so... Uh, that'll be that'll be cool to get him in blue. Um, yeah, I mean, it would never happen, but th- 
it would be fucking really cool to see how much money each person made off of like one year. <laughs> right. I think Marshan would be another guy who'd probably just be low bridging everybody for Yeah, but there could also be some fucking terrible contracts handed out off of what somebody did the year before. Right, William Carlson, or yeah, Wild Bill, he'd be making fucking like $20 million year. Right, and then, then next year he scores 12 goals. <laughs> yeah. That would be a fucking nightmare as a fan. <laughs> yeah, but dude, it'd be fucking entertaining as shit. Right, I know, it would be sick. <laughs> um, uh, my, hero, my Hero of the Week... Goes to the Beer League Jersey of the Week. We've been fucking doing this for a long-ass time. It's still around, man. If you're listening to this and you have a Beer League jersey, jerseys don't have to be fucking sick. Just send them in, man. Uh, We've been doing it. We've been getting a lot of love for it. A lot of really cool jerseys. Shout-out to uh, Barstool for taking my Ric Flair one. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the photo cred. Um, It's just it's fucking cool, and it's it's awesome to see, like, the jerseys that people design. The Phil Kessel on a hot dog one is one that stands out. Dirty Mike and the boys. Those guys are fucking legends, by the way. Uh, there, there's just been some fucking really cool journeys, so keep fucking sending them in. Uh, the, oh, there was one I couldn't post it because it was so fucking aggressive. Oh, it was team. It was team Caitlyn Jenner, and it was like uh, it was like a picture of a chick on a men's sign. Like it was fucked up. It was like really fucked up. But like, just keep sending in jerseys because I love I love all the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for creativity, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. I don't know how you get those, and you don't have to tell our fans. I, yeah, I'm impressed though, dude. Because we're, um, I know you and Feverboy Rex love to call yourself like fucking dreamers or pretenders or whatever the fuck you are. Um, Big pretend. So usually, what that entails is just not following through on anything, having a sick idea, and then giving up. But you've been grinding that for a while. Damn, dude. Uh, my hero of the week. Uh, it's Tito. Everyone knows him by that nickname. I didn't just make that up. Uh, Tom Sestito retired from the league. Um, you can always tell the difference. If you want to know who tweeted something off the Morning Skate account, when Ked retweet when Ked tweets something, he gets like a hundred retweets and like six hundred favorites. If I retweet something, I get like two retweets and twenty three favorites. Um, I retweeted that Sestito retired. I showed the video of him mocking Yakupov. I I don't know, man. I I always hated Sestito, but he's one of those things that like once he leaves, you realize that he's kind of the dying breed. Um, I can't imagine how many like 19 year old, 20 year old kids, they just like left like Denver university. They're going to go play in the AHL for the first year. You're like lining up in like Glens Falls or Utica and Tom Sestito's fucking foaming at the mouth looking at you across the way. Like he wasn't the best fighter. He certainly was not skilled in any way, but the dude made a living doing what he loved being a fucking hooligan. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on Sestito? All right. Well, I'm going to remind it really quick about the tweet thing. I may get more retweets and favorites, but I think I feel like the people that retweet and favorite your shit are the people that truly understand what we do. Does that make sense? Like those are our fucking true fans. Those are people who kind of are in the same fucking brain as we are. Uh, you're right, dude. Tom Tom Sestito is a fucking different breed of hockey player. He he did the stupidest shit. He did a lot of really dirty shit. But the one thing about Tom Sestito that you can never say is that he would back down from somebody. I have never seen him turtle. I've never seen him be like, I don't want to fight. He got, he was just a fucking savage, dude. He did what he want when he wanted it, and he didn't give a fuck. And if you didn't like it, he'd fucking go yeah. And, I mean, yeah, he did a lot of really fucked up shit, a lot of dirty hits, whatever. Sucks. But at the same time, at least he wasn't a pussy about it, and he fucking he answered the bell he would be probably top four people on my list all time of people I wouldn't want to line up against. 
Like, that would be miserable. He's just a mammoth of a human. I remember watching him walk around the Civic Center, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Dude, I um, I just pulled up his hockey DB. There's two stat lines I want to read to you. Uh, first off, he's a Central New York kid. Shout out Rome. Get so, out of here, is he really? Kid. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, so, Central New York kid, his first AHL team is the Syracuse <laughs> Crunch. As a rookie, 66 games, puts up 202 pims. So not bad for a twenty-year-old playing in his hometown. Number two, the lockout. Remember when everyone went off to those? Yeah. Pause. Pause really quick. Two hundred and two penalty minutes as a twenty-year-old. Yeah, for the crunch, he put up twenty-three points too. Yeah, but that as a twenty-year-old, he's putting up two hundred penalty minutes. That guy's got a fucking ball bag on him. Holy shit! You want to talk? You want to talk about somebody who wanted to win the Calder Cup? His Calder Cup stat line is rookie year that same season: nine games, three goals, zero assists. 57 penalty minutes. <laughs> Yo, what what year was that in, by the way? 2007, 2008. Okay, so that was back when hockey was still kind of fucking rough in the minors. I mean, yeah, hockey's still kind of rough in the minors, but like 10 John years Rask, ago? He was on other teams and shit. Yeah, man. As a 20-year-old, can you imagine? Dude, I'm 27, and I wouldn't fucking do that shit. He's 20 years old, ready to fucking go, anybody? Right. It's insane. So, I, I mean, props to him on that, riding the bus. His other stat line. So when everyone went over to Europe for the lockout and like he went to the, uh, which I think this, I always can tell when I like a guy when he goes over to like the Irish, like Scottish league. Oh yeah. It's always the funniest dudes that go to that league. So Sestito went to that league. He put up a, a point a game, the best stats of his career, 17 games, eight goals, <laughs> 17 11 games. Goals, 17 <laughs> games, 19 points, 69 penalty minutes. I mean, that guy was probably having the time of his life for the Sheffield. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. How many penalty minutes? 69. Okay. Awesome, and I love how you like talk that up. Where I was gonna be like, he played an 80, 80 game fucking season. <laughs> <laughs> you got nineteen games. <laughs> Dude, he probably had the time of his life playing in that league for Sheffield. So I mean, all in all, oh, good God. to shout out a guy like Sestito. I feel like he's someone that like when he was in the league, we probably would have talked shit about him. But now that he's out, and you can look back on it. It's pretty <laughs> funny, dude. I've definitely talked shit about him, but I would love to talk to him. I th- I feel like the stories that that guy has are just like I want to hear what he fucking sounds like. What talking like? Does he talk like a caveman? Is he like a, an intellectual dude? Like I would love to know shit like that. Yeah, dude, I I have no idea. I think he he was also he, wasn't he the guy that Brad Richards was uh, chirping in uh, in that yeah, H- HBO in, uh, whatever that is the uh, old HBO show. Yeah. Yeah, dude, he was the one year ago. Brad just, Richards was probably him, like, shit in his pants, dude. <laughs> screaming at fucking Richards with a Broadway hat. Yeah, and Richards is just like, what did I do? <laughs> All right, those are our heroes and zeros this week. Last segment, three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars time. It's prospect season. We got a lot of shit going on. Uh, Rangers are in the Traverse uh, tournament. Wh- who? What does Boston do? What are, what are your prospects do? Uh, they're in some tournament right now. I don't know what it's fucking called. They beat the Penguins four to two today. Uh, do they do it every year? The same tournament? I think so. I don't know which tournament it is, honestly. But well, I don't know. Last year they went to Buffalo, so if they're back in Buffalo, it's probably the same. But um, yeah, I don't fucking know. Oh, can we? Because we brought up the Bruins, can we keep going sidetracked for a second? Sure. Uh, so the Bruins have that preseason game in China. No one wants to fucking go. Charizard, <laughs> on the Bruins? Out. None of them are going. Really? 
Yeah, all of them were like, fuck that, I don't want to go to China. So I thought that was funny, but... You want to know why, dude? Because Bolesky's not in your locker room, dude. That's right, dude, because he's going to be fucking for the... He's going to be ripping it up on Broadway, going six miles an hour, throwing I, fucking... There's there's probably a 3% chance Bolesky makes the Rangers, but I would be so fucking pumped if he did. Because I don't think they're going to be that fucking good, and you're going to need somebody there who, you know, is a fucking veteran. It would be pretty cool, though, if Bolesky was the captain of your AHL team. I feel like he'd wear that with pride. Oh, man, that'd be fucking sick. I'd have to drive out to fucking Hartford for a few games. (laughs) Hartford's a shithole. All right. Where where are we? Uh, Three stars, prospects. Your top three things you look for in a prospect. My third star goes to the goalie on your team that will inevitably become your AHL or ECHL like franchise goalie. I love checking those guys out this year. Uh, Last name's Nell. And then... To throw a little, you know, a little jab at the Devils, our backup goalie, not even our starting goalie, our backup goalie is Marty Berdier's son. Jesus. I, um, I, yeah, dude, it's always funny. There's always that one kid that, like, makes the camp, and you know this guy's going to be in the ECHL in no time. Mm-hmm. There's also always that one goalie that gets, like, an invitation to camp, even though he's not a prospect, and he gets lit up, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a good one, dude. I mean, backup goalies, backup goalies in the rookie show are bad. Mm-hmm. Um. My number three is college hockey pussies with their head down. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is bad timing because I think a guy in Montreal got hit pretty bad tonight. Um, I'm not making light of that either, but I think there's this thing that, and this is kind of sarcastic. This is the exact opposite of what I look for. There's always those kids that come from college, um, and they're, they're, a, they're like a sniper in college. They play like a finesse game, and you can just tell as soon as they start playing pro hockey – like, they are scared. Like, there are guys running them down. Like, I always feel like it's the young college kids that have targets on their back and getting laid out. Because yeah. you got a kid who's from, like, the WHL playing for, like, Moose Jaw who's trying to make, like, the Flyers, and he sees some kid that just went to, like, Colgate last year coming down the middle with his head down. Yeah. Like, it, it just all it always seems it's the same every year where these college kids with big expectations just dude, get scared. That's and all the like, Rangers do, dude. The Rangers just go after fucking shitty D1 school kids, and they just take their captains. Like, they have the Vermont captain. I think they have the Notre Dame captain from a couple years ago. That's, like, all they fucking do, dude. And, the, and they're all – and I feel like the worst part, like, it's cool. Like, the Bruins have the same thing. We have a lot of captains, and, like – it's cool and it sucks at the same time. It's cool because it's like, wow, those guys are leaders and shit, but it, it sucks when they get to the pros and they suck and they have, like, a big head about it. Like, one, of the, like for the Bruins, one guy that, like, the reason I really like him is Noel Achari. Like, he was a captain that won a national championship, but he came in and he grinded. Like, yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't, like, he did, wasn't entitled. He wasn't a goal scorer, and it worked out that way for him. He knew his role, dude. Kids, yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously kids that come in and, like, they have so much skill and they're going to make the NHL team, but there's always just those fucking bubble guys that suck, and I feel like they think they're so sweet. No, I agree with that. That's a good one. Uh, my second uh, star, sorry, is I like to see some cool toe drags that, that just don't work, but you know that the player who's doing it has that mindset, so it's kind of against everything that you said. I I, I kind of like the guy who just continuously toe drags and it just doesn't work, and you know he's going to wind up in the minors because he just doesn't know how to adjust to that role. I always think that's kind of funny. Yeah, it is funny. Dude, you're right. There always is that one kid who just thinks he's still going to make it as a fucking superstar. Dude, and it, it, it's not only the NHL, AHL, ECHL. It's literally every single league that you play in growing up 
from your from when you're a kid to when you fucking play high school or junior to to college or club. There's always that one fucking asshole on your team that that can toe drag a little bit, but that's all he does, and it never fucking works ever. Am I wrong? Like, that is so accurate. And You could go to fucking adult leagues. You could go to pickup skates. There's always that one fucking kid who's like, yo, I've been working on my toe drag over the summer. Yeah. No, dude. Don't do all, that. All a defenseman has to do is just fucking look at your chest while you toe drag. Like, it's the most ineffective fucking thing of all time. Especially in the NHL when you got guys like, can you imagine Drew? If you were like some no-name and you tried to toe drag on Drew Doughty, He'd fucking swipe that thing to the corner so fast and punch you in the face. Like, it, it, you're right, dude. There, Mister Toe Drag is always a fun guy to watch. Yeah, and there's and there's gonna be somebody out there that does it. And that's why I think that's why Dom Moore is our hero of the week every week, just because <laughs> yes, he had that toe drag. Not even the toe drag. Well, the spinorama, dude. Like he, he even better than the toe drag. He has the same fucking thing that literally never fucking works. And he'll do it when he's penalty killing and it's one on three and he's entering the offensive zone. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna do the fucking. I'm gonna do my spinorama right now." Puck goes the other way, and then he immediately takes a change. Don Moore never changed, dude, because you are the fucking man. Oh, my God. That just got me fired up. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That was a good one, dude. Uh, my number two is uh, – this is just – this is another kind of like – the Swedes, if there's a guy from Sweden that's in your prospect pool and he was drafted up after the third round, there's going to be at least four articles written about him, about how he's a dark horse to make the team. Oh, dude, the Rangers are going through it right now hard. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple, too. It's like, dude, this guy was drafted in, like, the sixth round. Like, I get it. Zetterberg did it. There's all these Swedes that always do it. But, like, just because he's from Sweden, he was drafted late, doesn't mean he's going to be an NHL player. Yeah, so we have this one guy. His name's Vili Meskinen. He's not Swedish. He's Finnish. And we have another guy named Mike. I think his name is Michael Lindquist, who is Swedish. These two guys undrafted. The Rangers just signed them playing over in like some fucking European league. And now every single one of the Rangers bloggers are like, Meskinen or Lindquist is making the team. Like, why? Why do you, like, just because Henrik Zetterberg fucking panned out, every fucking Swede's going to be sick? Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh,. I don't get it either. It's just like the it's the craziest stereotype. I guess it's kind of true though. It's like fuck. Just for just for Brad did it last year. Like there's there's always one guy every year, but every beat writer thinks it's their fucking guy. Yeah, it's their guy, and, and nobody else knew about it. Yeah. What's your number one, dude? My number one is something that the Rangers kind of lack tonight. I like seeing some fucking jam, dude. I know this is like a prospect thing, and you're probably not really trying to go out and hurt people. But I I was super disappointed in Ryan Lindgren tonight. I kept watching that one hit that he threw uh, in college when he fucking absolutely destroyed somebody. And the entire night I'm like, he's going to fucking do it. Like, he's going to do something sweet that's going to make me forget about Dylan McElrath and I'm going to be a fucking huge Ryan Lindgren fan. He didn't really do anything. He uh, there I think there was one where the Dallas Stars scored and the kid shot it. And then after he shot it, Lindgren kind of buried him. That was kind of cool. But there were no just huge hits. I want huge hits. I want to see somebody battling. And I want to see somebody who's like, you want to know what, dude? I want to fucking make this team. I want to be fucking super intense. I want to go out there and I want to fucking, I want to hit somebody. 
You know what I mean? Like that would be ideal. And I don't really know if that's like frowned upon or whatever, but if I'm a coach and I'm watching these prospects play and one of my prospects goes and just fucking kill somebody, I'm like, all right, that guy can play for me. Yeah, for sure. It's always good to see that guy fucking pop up too. Cause they usually come out of nowhere. Um, I, you don't see it enough though. I feel like you don't see it enough. Like if you're a, if you're a fringe guy, why not just fucking throw a big hit? At least everyone remembers your name. Like, I feel like that did Steve Downey wonders. As messed up as he was, I feel like Dean McCann. He set the tone dude. every time. It's hard to forget about Steve Downey when he got off the ice. Like I'm not telling you to go do headshots, but I'm telling you to get a little emotionally invested because you're playing for your life. And I also understand at the same time that I'm sure these kids are pissing their pants. But I think the whole point of prospect, like these prospect games, is to find the kids that aren't going to piss their fucking. Yeah, pants. like who's a gamer? Who's gonna yeah. exactly, dude? Somebody who's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna put my balls on the table, and we're gonna see how this fucking plays out. You want to be memorable. You don't want to just be like some guy who's like, hey, I thought you did a couple really good Gretzky curls. Like, no, dude, make your fucking self memorable. Not only that, dude, you're gonna get the fans behind you. You're gonna have everybody rooting for you. I don't know. I w- I'm not good enough. Not even close to be good enough to play in something like that. I'm clearly too old. But if I was in that situation, I would want to do something where the coach would be like, oh, I fucking remember that guy. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, shit, I don't know. I don't like. I don't like my number one star, dude. I'm not sure. I guess I'm just. At the end of the day, if I'm just looking for my team to get a little better, I don't know. Fuck. I feel like you summed it up really well. I feel like that would be my actual number one star. But I guess I'll go with uh, defenseman. Defensemen, they're usually from like Manitoba or Saskatchewan. It can also play a part of a fourth or third liner. Uh, they look like they could have a wooden stick in between their hands. They're usually like 23 or 24 years old. Those are probably my favorite guys. The guys that are the oldest guys at camp, it's their seventh development and rookie showcase. Uh, they think this might finally be their year. Everyone knows they're not going to make it, but they're going to fucking go out there and give it their all. Um, I always find those guys kind of funny because it always seems like those guys – are the guys that you end up calling up when it's like 60 games into the season, everyone's injured. It's that one guy who was fucking at development camp for 12 years and couldn't yeah. figure it out. Yeah. So I find those guys super interesting. The Rangers, uh, the Rangers had a couple guys like that. He wasn't from Manip- Manitoba or Saskatchewan, but like, I feel like Stu Bickle was exactly kind of who you were describing there. Like a fucking seventh defenseman that gets put on the fourth line. If you need a forward, does that yeah. make sense? Like kind of <laughs> yeah. like that type of player. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, uh, Kevin Westgarth. I, I think, too, uh, I always look – this is going to sound stupid. I don't think you're going to expect me to say this. I always look for a guy who, who like, has, like, a nice setup. Like, like what does your equipment look like? Like, yeah. you're a pro hockey player. Uh, you get to the NHL, like, juniors, college, whatever you play, they made you wear a certain type of equipment. Like, obviously, if you play in the NHL, you have to wear a CCM helmet. But, like, you have some choices – like, who did you pick as a sponsor? Like, what are you going to rock? How are you going to look on the ice? Are you just a total jabroni? Jersey like, talk? Yeah. I get what you're saying. Uh, the, the, I, one of the struggles I have about Leas Anderson is he doesn't tuck in the back of his skates. He, he goes, like, full Brian Leach mode. I don't really know if I like that. Um, That's kind of a baller move. I, I, I respect that. Yeah, and this has nothing to do with it. This is kind of back to Stu Bickle. This is a really quick Stu Bickle story. I'll never forget when the Rangers won. I, it was either double or triple overtime against Washington Capitals. Marion Gabrick scored, and Stu Bickle was on the bench. Guess how much time he played that entire game as Torts was as was his coach? Wasn't it like six minutes or Dude, something? Yeah, and like a triple overtime game. The, the entire game, not just an overtime, the entire game he played six minutes. Yeah. 
legend. He was he was a big part of the team that night. That's insane, dude. How, three, five, five, almost three hundred minutes of hockey. He played six minutes. Can you imagine you like going to the locker room and everyone's like gassed and you're just like, we fucking did it, boys. <laughs> Yo, like, here we go, boys. <laughs> yeah, we left it all out on the ice. Fucking Stu Bick was a legend. I I actually tweeted out and I asked him if he wanted to come on the podcast and he favored it. So maybe we can get fucking Stu Bick's on you. That'd be sick. It's a dream come true. Yeah, but uh, that was our podcast this week. Yeah, next week we're going to break down the Atlantic Division. How it's going to be bringing some serious Bruins insight. That'll be good. Uh, if you get a chance, like our Instagram page, Facebook page. We really need you guys to start doing this shit because it makes us look better. And that's what we need. So, And also, make sure you visit the store. Buy some shit. Buy some merch. I just ordered one of our hoodies. I got a flag and shit. Um, trying to figure out. If you're a hot chick and you want to take like a picture with like the flag or whatever, let us know. We'll send it to you or something like that. Uh, Hal, do you have anything left? No, dude. Have a good night. Later, guys. Mac Miller, this one's for you.